welcome to the Red Zone. I'm your rising anchor, Cameron, and this will be the last episode of the Red Rising podcast. This will be a special extended episode focusing more on the different aspects of the story rather than what happened in the story. And I will begin with my thoughts on the final chapters, chapters 23 to the end of the book. If the earlier chapters weren't exciting enough, I feel like the final chapters deal out a great deal of action for not only our main character, but other stories involving new side characters that he meets along the way. One of my personal favorite events to take place happens to be when Cassius in chapter 33 finally realizes that it was Darrow who killed his brother, Julian, and leads him into a secluded area and attempts to kill him. Darrow unfortunately loses... However, Cassius, instead of finishing him off, leaves him to die, where he later wakes up to see Mustang, which is a character we meet earlier in the text, and turns out she's stuck by Darrow's side and basically nursed him back to health, where she tells him that he's actually been asleep for four weeks, and Cassius is now the new premise of the House of Mars. And after that, it seems like she's willing to team up with Darrow to, in order to basically take down the entire system. And another exciting event to take place was between chapters 37 and it seems like 39, where Darrow now sets his sights on House Apollo. And it seems to be going okay at first, but then Apollo lures him into a trap where, basically, where a bear is there waiting for him. He does make it out alive after the bear falls into a trap set by Servio, earlier that day and after Daryl gets out of there he starts telling his story to Sir- Servio or Sero when all of a sudden Apollo finds them and in order to give time for Servio Sero and Tactus to t- take up or take over the house Apollo he distracts him for them or tries to delay him and of course Daryl and his ragtag group do defeat the house of Apollo and proceed to go on to take up or t- attempt to take over Mount Olympus in the process. In the end, he is able to defeat all of his enemies, and he seems to be preparing for the final battle, where he eventually gets recruited by the Arch-Governor Augustus as a Lancer. But of course, that's only scratching the surface of what happened in the book. While I can't go into every detail, we're now moving on to the basic themes that I saw in the story. One common theme that seems to be found throughout the entire story seems to be the theme of power, whether it be lacking of it or having in excess of it, or basically gaining it over time. And an example of this can be seen at the start of the whole story with Eo, his former wife, who did refuse to give up her humanity just for the sake of the society and went down fighting for what she believed in not really feeling bad for what she did, or basically not giving power to those who were above her. And in Darrow's case, it seems like he had to gain power through loss, and the first loss you could see is, like I said, early in the story when he lost his father. In the beginning, it seemed like he didn't quite understand why his dad did that. He Darrow seemed to be one to just go with the flow of society, not wanting to get really get in any sort of trouble, doing his best to just keep up morale or support the colony. 
and he doesn't really gain a sense of power until after Eo's death, when he feels the need to avenge her by throwing away the whole system that took her away from him. And it all started when he met the sons of Ares, who gave him that sort of power, but it's up to him to sort of shape that power to make it his own, and basically to find himself in the society, to take part in this revolution, lead it, and change the way their society is run. And to go along with that theme, I think another sort of idea for the story is to fight for what you believe in. And I think those two, power and fight for what you believe in, kind of coexist with each other. With fighting for what you believe in also partaking to having some sort of power, whether it be internal or external, and realizing it for yourself that you have the ability to do this and you don't have to have this, you don't have to be this certain person in order to be able to do something about what's going on. And a sort of third theme, if you will, would be that traditions don't change or stick with traditions. For instance, in the book, uh, around, I believe, page 29, Darrow is angry that they didn't win the laurel because the Gamma got it, even though they did mine more. And that's because the laurel has been given to the Gamma for years now, and they finally got it, however, not changing tradition. And another case would be Eo singing the Forbidden Song at her death, once again, not sticking with tradition. However, a sort of event that contradicts this theme would be later on, when the gold society seemed to be run on fight to win. If you defeat the said house, you get that power. And killing someone isn't exactly as morally wrong as you would think it would be. And However, it seems like Darrow is changing this tradition, as it seems he's done more things to sort of break the system, in a way, by bringing people on his side that weren't there, changing the, the gold's policy on the abuse of slaves, so I think that's the one that's one of the themes in the story that is kind of changing and doesn't always stick with the sort of flow of the story. And of course, I believe that theme kind of coincides with character development and you can see that with our main character as in the beginning, as I stated earlier, he tends to go with the flow of things while he doesn't agree with the system. He also doesn't want to go against it as he's seen the results of what happens when you do. And like I said, when something that's precious to him is taken, he sees that there is no other option but to fight. And fighting involves changing who he was as a person. He's grown a lot smarter. He's developed more strategies for winning certain battles. And he's developed more of a willingness to fight and even kill for what he needs or what he wants to get. Or some might say he developed a sense of pride in what he believes in. He's strong-willed, strong-headed compared to his laid-back or not really, care I would say carelessness about the current situation that went on with Mars until he realized how wrong or messed up the system was. And of course, this now leads us into talking about some of the characters that take part in the shaping of Daryl's personality. Whether it be from the people of Mars, the Mars colony, to some of the golds that he met, or even some character from the Sons of Ares. It seems like each one gave Daryl a new point of view for the world and how he should see and realize that this, the world they're living in is not one that's 
ideal for anyone. And now into some of the characters that we see in the story. Skipping Daryl, as I've talked about him throughout most of this entire thing, we'll jump to Eo, who is Daryl's wife, who died earlier in the story. She, of course, she died leaving what fighting for what she believed in. She earlier it seems like she was more of a kind-hearted person. An example of this can be seen earlier in the text in chapter three and four when when he Daryl first found out that he was going to win the laurel, he was seemingly happy. Although Eo seemed like she didn't care, as it is stated early in the story that she was more about the giving type rather than the getting type. And she noticed that Daryl had some scars on his hands from earlier when he burnt his hand in, during this hell driver session. And she secretly tended to him under the table, seemingly not wanting to worry anyone. And, of course, another example can be seen in Chapter 4 when Eo Daryl finds out that he didn't win the laurel. And Eo takes him somewhere just to console him, to calm him down, showing that she does care a great deal about him. However, it doesn't seem like she cares enough to the point where she's willing to give up her rights in order to, or give up her sort of will in order to just live live the rest of their life the way they are. Seems like she's strong-hearted because she is willing to fight, and considering fighting meant her death, she was very accepting of it, as she knew singing that song would result in her death, but she didn't seem to worry or care much about it since she did sing it anyway, and I feel like... Shows that she was a very strong character and a great motivation for Daryl's ongoing fight against the Gold Society. And another character from the earlier chapters is Daryl's paternal uncle, Neryl, who in the beginning seems more like he a drunkard, basically, and consistently he's check he's always checking for gas bubbles or gas leaks. So, which gained some sort of a cowardice reputation, as well as his lack of Daryl's lack of respect for him, and the way he runs things. However, it is later found out that Daryl and Daryl seem to have more of a close bond than you think. As when in chapter seven, where Daryl realizes that he didn't die from the hanging, and later finds out that Daryl gave him a sort of poison medicine to make it appear as though he's dead. Sort of like in Romeo and Juliet, with Juliet's secret death, or coincidental death. And wakes he wakes up knowing that he's just fine. Not really. He seems a bit confused as to his actions. Not really expecting it, showing that he didn't really seem to have that much of a close bond with him before. Or at least their bond was somewhat hidden to both of them, not realizing how much they cared about each other. And of course, after that, you don't really hear much of Uncle Nero, aside from a few mentions throughout the book. And a third character who seemed to influence Daryl's decisions and basically gave him this sort of new start was Dancer, who is one of the higher-ups in the Sons of Ares, who also saw the treatment of Daryl after his faked death, and as well as his transformation into a gold and his training to fit in with said society. It seems like Dancer is more... he's Well, leader-like, as he is a fair person. He's also very kind and treats Daryl like a person, trying not to seem, or trying to make him feel like he's at home within the Sons of Ares. And it seems like Daryl does 
quite somewhat look up to him as he has managed to survive dancer that is the hell driver life considering he seemed to have received a lot of snake bites as well as having a limp and of course after that well, no one really knows the tr the full story of his past aside from his hell driver ways and after Darrow's trip or a sort of situation with the golds, it doesn't seem like Dancer's mentioned as anymore, or not at least throughout the story. Pro meaning she'll probably come up later, sorry, he'll probably come up later on in the story, or maybe even the next book. And a, the next character would obviously Mustang, who was the former leader of the House of Minerva. She is the sovereign of the Solar Republic, and a, she is a member of the Gold Clan. Her and Daryl didn't seem to get off at very well in the start, as he did take down her house. However, later on, after she saves his life, she seems to, they seem to develop a sort of bond, looking out for each other and helping each other fight in said cause. And it seems like they developed a deeper bond than what's stated. For example... However, in this book, it doesn't seem like she's aware. By the end of it, she's not really aware of Daryl's actual place in the sort of takeover of the gold or the rising of sorts. However, she is very will much willing to follow him before that when her brother, obviously being her brother Audris, who is later revealed to be the jackal or enemy that Daryl has been fighting against for a majority of the book. While you think family ties would cause her to, you know, fight on the side of her brother, later on she decides she actually brings him to Daryl in chapter 44, which obviously is the last chapter in the series. After Daryl, of course, Daryl's shocked by this when he later finds out that Mustang and Audris are actually twins. However, she seems to stick with Daryl the, until the very end of the book, where she's probably going to come back, obviously, for the next book. And I'm thinking she's probably going to end up joining the Rebellion based on how the whole relationship is going so far. He's also managed to get on his side a few members or a few former slaves of the other houses. And the final character I will be talking about is Cassius, who is Daryl's former friend or ally, who once he found out that Daryl did kill his brother, did automatically turn against him with seemingly no hesitation leaving him to die. They seem they met earlier they're seen meeting earlier in around the time Daryl first enters the Academy and their relationship sort of goes from there as they do end up joining the same house together and ruling together. But of course after Daryl is mistaken or think or thought to be dead, Cassius does take over as premise. Of course we don't really hear much from Cassius after the whole takeover inclining considering there was no sort of death recorded or no final goodbye it seems like Cassius will appear from the next episode most likely becoming Daryl's rival again in the revolution or possibly fighting against him and his entire army and Cassius doesn't really seem to be the type to once he makes up his mind he's pretty set on it he is described as sort of a perfect gold with curly hair and beautiful eyes, handsome, strong, due to his training that he received. So he's essentially Daryl's perfect rival, a perfect gold in a way. 
and I feel like that's going to play a major part in the latter half of the story, which brings us into our next topic, my thoughts on the future of the book series, as well as the future of the characters and our main character. And now, as for how I feel the book series is going to end, considering there are two more books in the story, I don't believe that Daryl is going to completely overtake the entire system within, obviously, the next book. Or, potentially, he might by the end of the next book, and the third book in the series is possibly just his future living it out. I'm not sure how any of his relationships are going to be handled, as it seems like anyone could die at the drop of that. No one's really a solid, solidified character. Although I do feel like his relationship with Mustang has played a part in their future, as he's, she seems to be the only female ally that he has left, and obviously this could lead to something more than just a friendship, but obviously a romance, considering he would, there is obviously an open spot for that said position. However, right now they seem to be busy fighting for their own sort of gold-like system. And as for Daryl, I think, obviously, this is a book series, and I think he will complete the revolution, completely overtaking, as for, completely overtaking the system. And as for how he'll run the system afterwards, it's unclear. If I had to guess, I'd say he'd go for more of an equal rights of the clans thing. Obviously, I don't think that'd be easy, because even if you do take over the gold, you still have, what is about, eight or nine other clans to fight against who probably wouldn't, who probably wouldn't, Go back. Of course, he would probably have on his side members of the Gold Clan if he has take if he has taken over that whole clan itself, as well as his clan, the Red Clan, who would see this guy as someone to look up to, as he did fight against the system. Of course, this sort of reminds me of another book called Anthem, another dystopian book series by Anne Rod. It is an older book, more of set in sort of a sort of more closer to the future than more closer to the present time where nuclear war has caused the extinction of the majority of the earth and so the higher ups have sort of taken over the society where they try to make this sort of society dumber in a way by re- reducing the colony or basically having certain people play a certain role that they're not meant to play or that they shouldn't have to play of course then we meet our main character who does go against said ideas by discovering, realizing that there's more to life than what he's been shown. there's He has something to fight for. And in the end, he does leave. While he doesn't show any signs of a re- rebellion in that story, he definitely shows some signs of going back and probably raising a new society. Kind of like what I think Daryl might do. He, once he does take over, he will show the society that there's more to life than what's being shown. And I think that's about it for the rest of the book. I have a feeling it will be a good read for anyone. I highly recommend this book. It has been an exciting journey following Daryl and his whole journey. I will most likely be reading the next book in the series. And find let's find out what happens to Daryl together. It has been fun. Thank you for tuning in.